Brighton Talk Sex, the sex education we never had at school. You're listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Sponsored by She Said Boutique, bringing to you the finest selection of designer lingerie, burlesque fashion, adult toys, and erotica. This is Brighton Talk Sex, and today I'm here with Abby and Selwyn from um, Sensual Kink. So I'm I'm really curious, personally, what you mean by sensual kink and what the difference is between conscious kink, because there's a lot of conscious kink at the moment. Big breath. Mm. <laughs> <Interesting> <laughs> Big question. question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we, what we do is actually conscious kink, but we don't quite like the word conscious because it, it's, it's got a bit of a dogmatic feel to it. So sensual kink um, is a mixture of kink and tantra. We're trying to bring the sensuality back into kink. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it felt important to to actually use the name sensual to give that to give that focus that it's that it's not just um it's not just conscious and conscious is kind of one of those words that can be a bit overused I think as well mm-hmm. um so yeah it felt important to name like sp- specifically there is this this focus and this kind of bridging of of kind of s- sensuality and kink BDSM mm. so yeah just the sound of it sounds um softer than conscious to say sensual is yeah, yeah yeah and it's to, yeah to focus on the softer aspect and um part of it I think was also about making it accessible as well um so not just to people who've sort of been in the the kink or the conscious kink or the sort of BDSM community but to you know, make it available to all humans who like touch mm-hmm. <laughs> which surely is everyone hopefully yes. <laughs> and, and it's an embodied practice as well so um yeah bringing the sort of embodiment into into the feel of the kink rather than conscious which uh, for me has a bit of a mind it's a bit of a mental yeah, world mental isn't it yeah mind. so um yeah well conscious is just is presence isn't yes, it? it is yeah. Yeah. yeah so like you say sensuality feels more body yes um so how does it differentiate from kink there's someone listening to this that is really into kink how would they compare Mm, well um i feel like what we've tried to do is kind of take the best elements from the kink and bdsm community um which has been i guess is stuff around kind of negotiation and, and consent and you know that's something that's relatively widely practiced in in BDSM communities um, Mm -hmm. because they're taking care of safety and and, and that sort of thing Um, and we're but we're bringing it back to something yeah slower um, and and more embodied and um, and also there's quite a lot of kind of kink that is practiced more late night in clubs with maybe drugs and alcohol involved and um, so yeah, hence the sort of the more workshop practice nature of of, of what we're doing um, makes it yeah makes it different. I think it's the environment you're saying, and you're not including 
Any drugs or any alcohol? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely and, not. And what um, tools do you do you use? Do you bring um, yeah, bring awareness to? Is it the usual whips and Oh, you mean the actual toys? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> whips and chains. <laughs> yeah, we have well, the floggers main one that, that I like to use um, we like to use but um, also there's paddles and we use a lot of the hands actually in the practice in our mm. workshops um, so we bring the sensuality back into it there's a lot of um, people want to go straight for the toys and mm. get the whips out and do really hard hitty stuff yeah, and really so it's yeah it's kind it's, of often bringing that back and going actually there's so much potential with what we can do with the hands yes mm. Um, but I mean, like the workshop last weekend, you know, it was a lot, we had a lot of kind of conversation and, you know, interest in, in the toys just, you know, as things that people hadn't encountered or they hadn't encountered them in a kind of safe place where we could just have a chat about them. They'd seen other people using them and been a bit scared or, you know, mm. so it was great just to be like, oh, what's this? And what can you do with this? And mm. so it's, again, that sort of accessibility thing. Um, and some of the things, um, like the nail brush, like it's, it's been the this really popular it thing. It's been a really popular toy, the nail brush. That, it was big at the uh, Brian Talk sex event, I think, mm. probably, you know. <laughs> You know, cost a pound, and a really, really just, <laughs> not from know, a sex really, shop. <laughs> really useful toy, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Mm. So yeah. you're encouraging people to use the toys um, for more of a sensual experience rather than a was well, so some kinks like seen as a form of punishment, I suppose, and <clears throat> dominance. Um, mm. So it's yeah. That's what you're inviting. Yeah. Well, my experience of, of a lot of kink and tantra is that it's there's um, there's no there's no build up, so there's no talking about consent and mm. no um, yeah, there's no talking about consent, and we, we wanted to slow things right down, so not go straight into the main um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the main event really, uh, and that was the that was our idea with the with the workshops. And the band part of that is, yeah, encouraging people to be really creative with, with their hands and with the toys. It's like you might just think it's something for hitting with, but actually, like, what if you just did it really slowly in someone's hair or, you know, go to a less obvious part of the body? So, and that's, yeah, all about that, that thing of, of really slowing down um, and and taking time. And you know, I think a lot of it's also about, you know, a lot of the focus in, in the workshops has been about us as like personally figuring out what we, what kind of touch me what we might want to receive mm-hmm. like actually giving the time and space to to figuring that out and then practicing asking for it because we're also as humans not brilliant <laughs> asking at knowing what we want or for asking mm-hmm. for what we want yeah feeling comfortable with saying what yeah we want. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so trying to sort of liberate and a, a bit of that kind of expression Mm-hmm. Um, as well, as well, it's been, um, yeah, great, great thing to watch people practicing, hasn't it? Yeah. It's just it what I was going to ask. What's been your most uh, wonderful experience so far of introducing sensual cake? Mm. 
What have you noticed about people receiving it? People receiving it. I just think the change in people and the the the, the idea of possibility. You know, mm. oh, I can take this now. I can take this back to my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of of that is 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 great. I can feel that. That is like the idea that that people are growing from it and can grow mm. spiritually, sexually, whatever. Um, I, th- I really, yeah, I really do value that. Mm. Um, so people are having quite profound experiences, yeah, from this. Yeah, people are very surprised, mm. you know. And whereas King's often seen as something that's a bit dark, people are often, you know, but a lot of people have interest. And it's, 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 yeah, people can see that, yeah, that the, they could take it just a little bit further and it doesn't have to be a dark thing. It can be something mm. that's, that's really playful and adventurous. And, mm. yeah. and that, it's almost like I'm feeling that there's a safetyness to being naughty. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's like, but I think. Because we all have a naughty side. Is. And that needs and to be then, contained and, in a, yeah. yeah. And how do we express that yeah. safely? And giving permission and for that yeah, is, is kind of a big consent. a big thing. Mm. And I think that's the the other thing that sort of we've had a lot of feedback on is you know, we've designed this this whole kind of system of like negotiation and uh discussion and uh, um you know, how to have a safe like scene or encounter with, with it intimately mm. with somebody um and people have really i know when we taught osho leela like the next day somebody came back and said oh i took your like questions and stuff and like had this had a really beautiful evening with somebody i had no idea like i'd been just making up what somebody wants <laughs> thinking <laughs> it was the right thing and like actually i could have just like asked these questions and then mm. she just told me and it was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so so supporting giving people a structure around around communicating I feels think really helpful. Like that's where maybe we're misunderstanding. It's actually really sexy to know what someone wants, mm, mm-hmm. whereas we've been taught not to say what we want. Mm. Yeah. So this feels like a really empowering way that you're offering yeah. communication. Yeah, just like it seems like so obvious. Like we all should yeah. have been taught it in school. <laughs> it gives the text the pressure. So it just takes the pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah, trying to guess with yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. And how weird is yeah. it that that's how we. <laughs> and that we're all different. We are. Yeah. Different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We've been brought up differently. We've all had different experiences. Yeah. So mm. it's. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone came along for a session with you both, what would it look like? um to a workshop mm, yeah yeah um what would it look like well <laughs> <laughs> it looks like not leaping right straight into action it's mm-hmm. um the focus is very much on getting embodied um first off and um and the focus is really something else that we sort of both experienced in sort of sexuality spaces quite often is you know, it's all about like I'm going to make a connection. I'm going to like, mm. you know, and or you go into the room. Who, who's who's it going to be with, and what you know, what what do I want? And you're kind of you're immediately sort of out of your own center, yeah. trying trying to, like, just like trying to get something. So, 
part of the the focus of of slowing down is yeah is really being with yourself and your desires and like how your body's feeling and how your emotional landscape is in that moment and so um yeah it's almost we want to kind of make it almost like almost frustratingly slow (laughs) to connect with another person um just to like to really honor um yourself in it so that's kind of the the immediate thing isn't it I really like that because there's this instant thing that pleasure or anything like that is outside of Mm. themselves Mm. and you're actually encouraging for someone to check in and be with themselves first rather than that I'm having a desire let's go grab Mm. something Mm. Mm. yeah it's beautiful and then when do the toys come out? <laughs> <laughs> the inevitable question. <laughs> so we we kind of first... No. Do you want to... Yeah, I've just said for the introductory workshop, well, we, we go through consent generally in the morning. Okay. And uh, that's based on the will of consent work and mm. Dr. Betty Martin's work. And then we... Um, yeah, we we bring the toys out often before lunch. I think mm. we just just show the toys, and then we go into mm. the session with the toys in the afternoon. That's been the structure of our workshops recently. And nobody's uh, obligated to use toys. Yeah. It's kind of it's quite a nice. I quite like that when we um, when we get them out. That it, it is just about looking at them and mm. talking about them, and and you know, so it doesn't make them. She tries to make it really normal. Mm. I think that it's like you can just let's just ask questions and mm. feel them, like you know, use all of our senses and um, yeah, no, you don't need to do anything <laughs> with them immediately. So, so that's that's been quite nice. Uh, it's, I think it's a good thing because otherwise someone might rush into what they would normally mm. do with them. So, do you speak to people about the intention? behind using them on another person do you talk about them checking in really where their intent comes from because some of these objects are seen as a form of punishment Punishment. or aggression Mm. yeah yeah i guess that kind of it sort of comes through um the like the negotiation Mm -hmm. process so in terms of when we've had people just working in partners um it's a kind of yeah, what what kind what kind of touch would you like to receive? And is the person is the giver happy to give that that kind of touch? Mm-hmm. So like the intention is kind of and what kind of experience would you like to have? You know, mm. from both sides. Um, so that's all kind of yeah negotiated for people in in that. So if they want to feel dominated, mm. perhaps then that that can be their choice. And if the person giving is comfortable with doing that. That's that's something that will be negotiated, and we're kind of we're keen to do a bit more stuff around power play and yeah. and that you know that more more specifically further down the line. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. It's, although it's called sensual and appears softer, it isn't always soft. You can you're saying that someone can say they want something hard. Yeah. harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Still got the senses in it. That could be central to yeah yes. to them if yeah. if that's what they're what they're choosing. Mm. Yes. Um, I guess it's it's kind of uh, our guidance would be not going straight for that. <laughs> no. um, would be probably where we yeah would suggest. So slowing down that automatic thing to straight away pick up. 
the hitty toy, the toy. <laughs> and, and hit. hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I know you both share other work. So where where's this sensual kink come from? What's the roots of it for both of you? So I've been I've been studying tantra for about eight years, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And so I've done a lot of work around that. And mm-hmm. I also have done shiatsu, which I've been practicing on and off for twenty five years. So that's all there in my background and, mm-hmm. and um use the I use that really to bring into the work where the sensual came in from uh, mm-hmm. the tantric side of it. So we use ritual and, and mm-hmm. yeah and that sort of thing in, in the work. So um yeah, that's where I've come from. And and embodiment, breathing exercises, all that stuff. I'm also a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. So um We've used quite a lot of that mm. within the work. Mm. Mm. And my background is, is less in um, sort of tantra. I used to do a lot of very unconscious kink and okay. <laughs> BDSM back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's always been something that's kind of interested me, um, as has, you know, the whole arena of sexuality work, really. But mm. it also always felt really unsafe. Um, and so, like, one of the main uh, parts of my work now is working with women in the menstrual cycle mm-hmm. uh, and that's been sort of it's slowly dawned on me as we've been doing this work that actually that's been the it's been the menstrual cycle work that's brought me back to a safer relationship with sexuality and and mm-hmm. sexuality work as a sort of field um because it's the the menstrual work is all about building a self intimacy mm. um so knowing knowing your cycle really well so knowing your psyche really well um and it feels like oh yeah from that place i can i can come out and i can you know work on intimacy with others mm. um if i've created that intimacy with myself so that's... so you saying through a woman's menstrual cycle she's changing yeah. On a daily, or yeah. free daily basis. Yeah. So she knows herself intimately. She knows she knows what where, to ask for. where yeah, where she where she might be, what she might need, how mm-hmm. how she might communicate. Um so yeah, there's a sort of you know, a real anchoring mm-hmm. um and centering through through that practice and, and I think that yeah, the overlaps with um you know, sexual desire and also with like you know different kinds of kinks um you know which phase of your cycle might you be most up for spanking <laughs> it's like you know it's, it's curious like and everyone's mm. probably different but it's kind of it's a it's an interesting line of inquiry <laughs> I, th- I think with sorry, sorry no, 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 I, I think with men as well you know i'm working with men at the moment and it's 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 something about taking the guilt and shame out of sex and sexuality mm. and there's a lot you know, men. Are, I, I'm very passionate about working with men at the moment because of because of what's happening. You know, mm. because of the amount of suicide amongst men and and just the whole the general feeling um, that men are responsible for for messing up the planet, which is partly true. But I want to take the guilt and shame out of the sexuality side of it. And mm. um, I yeah, I'm very passionate about working working with men in that field. Mm. Um, there's a lot of male shame. I remember um, my son, he was about 17, he said um, that he was unhappy with whenever he approached a, a young girl, a young lady, that there was already an, an assumption of what kind of man he, mm. man he was mm. when he hadn't even had an opportunity to mm. 
be a man, you know, mm-hmm. decide what kind of man he was in the world. It's already, this is what men, men are. are, this yeah. is what men do to women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was already put upon mm-hmm. him. And I just think that's really, really, mm-hmm. really sad mm-hmm. and uh, tragic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That yeah. even the younger generations are carrying yeah. so much of some stuff that was done before. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's really important. And yeah. it feels like sensual kink is a really um, a journey of releasing a lot of that shame. And yeah, I yes. think it really has. Yes. On both sides. Yeah. Really. yeah, yeah. And it, I think that's that's part of like what kind of sparked our interest in terms of work, working together is in that we both had quite a lot of stories around sort of sexual shaming and mm-hmm. um you know being too much or you know all, all of that so that was something that we kind of mm-hmm. understood the experience of quite quite well mm-hmm. um and and I think yeah I think that people who are coming to the workshops are are shedding some of that you know just in in the permission mm-hmm. and the yeah, just sort of just bringing kind of curiosity back to mm. like, oh, well, what would this kind of thing be like? It's but, playful, and the, it? yeah, it's playful but really safe. Mm. Um, you know, with consent at the heart of it, mm. um, making it, yeah, making it, yeah, safe and solid. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to ask because you said that you had a background of BDSM and mm. kink. What's been a noticeable difference for you then from that world into this one you're in now? Well, um, that's kind of interesting because I think, you know, it was something that I did a really long time ago and, you know, was was really into. And then sort of really unconsciously, it was kind of after I got married that mm. it was like, oh, well, we better not like do that anymore and it was like it wasn't like a conversation that we were both into it and it wasn't like a conversation we had it was just like okay well now now we do now we do like grown-up shit or something um and actually that you know and that was actually the beginning of you know closing the door on actually Mm. a really a really big part of you know my sexuality and um and yeah, it was a mistake (laughs) I think it was was really a mistake um so coming coming back to it with you know, less of a focus on the sort of late nights out and drugs and alcohol thing is um, just feels more integrated into being an adult, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and as a safe, a safe way to, to to like to come and explore and heals, you know, there was quite a lot of grief around like lost years of, you know, years that could have been, you know, full of great sexual expression (laughs) that Mm -hmm. just weren't because, um, of some sort of weird unconscious conditioning that society says oh now now your life has to look like this um and that's just nonsense so so have you been able to bring it back into your marriage yes yeah 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 it's it's kind of yeah it's something that yeah both of us is just much more kind of open with now so Mm -hmm. yeah it's good Mm. yeah i've experienced you hide that away and i've been into relationships and they're just hidden it away Mm. Mm. it's like you shut down through shame or whatever Mm -hmm. And it's just totally counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Just, just, it's, um, yeah. And that's what feels so. a really nice thing about, like, you know, working in this area and just being like, yeah, yeah this, this is, what, is we what we do. Here's our flyers, <laughs> you know, like, it's just sort of loud and proud now, you know. It's mm. just like, yeah, this is this is really important. It's really important work around being, being human and relating and, mm. you know, learning how to be intimate and, 
yeah, well, you know, all of it's like well, it's nonsense to mm. <laughs> shut it all, all away. What you're offering is something that so many people seek is permission. Mm. Mm. It's definitely at the heart of it, mm. permission. Mm. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing with Brighton Talk Sex. Thank, thank you. you. Oh my god, has it? You have been listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Audio hosted by Michelle Roberton. For more information, please visit brightontalksex.com.